February 2nd, 2020. I didn't read the February 1st, 2020 entry because I was talking about how one of my employees came in and announced that they were going to be doing all of their work from home now. And I said, no, you're not. This job is not a job you can do from home. And so um, anyway, that led to her resignation. And a lot of the detail in there is stuff that I don't think it'd be appropriate to share. But on February 2nd, it was 02-02-2020 palindrome. I just had to make an entry because today is a unique day numerically. While I'm here, Blank came in and showed Erin, Catherine, and I where to find everything on her computer and her two Google Drives. I spent today moving ownership of all of her files to Intern 1 files so that the Intern program docs go with the Intern 1 account in the hopes that I won't have to do this again if someone else takes on this role. I spent a good part of yesterday and all of this morning creating tutorials and a training document to make sure the transition is easier for Erin and whomever will be taking it on. It's in keeping with my New Year's resolution to get back into the weeds. How I hate being in the weeds. And that that thing about being in the weeds was when this person had um, been reported to me of not doing their job and a lot of the other people working around them were saying that they weren't doing their job. And then I realized I didn't know what these people were doing because I'd been so busy trying to get the Big Cat Public Safety Act passed. And so what I asked everybody to do was to tell me what they're doing and then compare that to what their contract said they should be doing. And three people just refused to do it at all. And so I was like, all right, you guys can refuse to tell me what you do, but I am just gonna be all up in your business making sure that things are getting done. So I was trying in January and February of 2020 to wrest control back of the sanctuary and make sure that things were not falling through the cracks. And unfortunately, a lot of things had been falling through the cracks. And one of the things that I did during that period of time was to try and figure out what motivates people. You know, why is it that people who were doing a good job all of a sudden I feel like aren't? And so we did personality testings with the Enneagram and that proved really interesting. We had done it years before with, it wasn't Myers-Briggs, but it was something else, the DISC, I think. Um, but with the Enneagram, I discovered that Jamie and I are both eights. And from the chart, you can see how similar our charts are, which is amazing, absolutely amazing. And then the next chart actually shows you like what each one of those numbers indicates. And so as I look at the chart between Jamie and I, I find it kind of interesting that we're like way out there as eights who, I mean, the one thing we hate more than anything else is to be taken advantage of. And here I was feeling taken advantage of. And so no wonder I was getting all worked up over it. And uh, number one, you know, being the perfectionist, always wanting to get things perfect. Three, being the performer. Of course, both of us are really motivated to perform. Four, being the creative person. And of course, Jamie's more creative than I. And I'm always, I forget, on five and six, one is the loyalist and the other is like the skeptic. I think five is the skeptic and six is the loyalist. And Jamie is much much more loyal than I am. When I see people behaving badly, I just write them off and <laughs> she tries not to. And then seven, I'm more fun. <laughs> seven is the enthusiast. So I get really more, and more enthusiastic than Jamie does on some things. But you can see that otherwise, and nine being the peacemaker. So you can see that they're very similar in each of the 
numbers and everybody is all of the numbers. It's just some numbers you're more of than others. Um, that was really short. So I'm going to go to, actually it wasn't really short but because I talked so much, it wasn't short. Uh, February 4th, 2020, we raised tour prices. I polled our staff about raising prices and everyone was pretty keen on the idea until I did it. And now they are running around like their hair is on fire, but they will get over it. I toyed with the idea of just closing another day, Tuesday, in order to create more room for doing projects and animal care, but after dialogue ad nauseum, decided that raising the price is the only real way to cut back on the crush of visitors. Our tour visitors and revenue was down almost 5% in 2019 versus 2018, just by virtue of the fact that we couldn't arrange for enough guides to cover tours, so I think this will work for the best. Four days ago, someone with a Las Vegas area code texted me to say, I just thought you'd be interested to know that Eric Good is leading you to slaughter in his documentary. He has paid everyone you know for their stories. He contacted Don Lewis's kids. They showed him letters you sent them warning them not to talk. He has, in that was not true. He has interviewed every cop involved in the investigation of Don's disappearance. I would conservatively guess that he has interviewed at least 50 people that think you had something to do with Don's death. I know. I texted back saying, thanks, no such letters exist. Who are you? They didn't say who they are, but just responded, Eric is the one that claims to have seen the letters, supposedly sent by you to them, basically threatening them in some fashion to keep their mouths shut. I can't imagine why he would tell me that if it weren't true, but I'm simply the messenger. He started filming with Joe more than a year before his arrest, and the entire premise was to expose you. Joe gave him file cabinets full of documents and diaries that someone stole from your office. He said something about I, and then the message truncated, and I didn't follow up. The last time we spoke to Eric, he claimed to be upset that he had lost control of the end product by selling it to Netflix, and that they were pushing him to use a lot of the lies told about me because it's titillating. I don't care much about what people think about me, as long as they come away knowing that cub petting is abuse and they stop it. Howie had a great suggestion as to how to deal with our diminishing number of cats along the tour route. He suggested we create augmented reality signs scattered about where some of our more iconic cats who have passed on tell their stories by the tour guide playing it from the Vox system, and the guests all play a silent video of the cat on the sign during that. I love the idea and we could create more seated areas as people are just getting fatter and less capable of walking for an hour and a half. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.